It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. But doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back, so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast back in the Eford Studios, Empire Properties, downtown Raleigh. ACC kickoff was fun, but we're not done with ACC kickoff, Joe. It's overtime for ACC kickoff. Love it. Day one, two, three, and overtime. So we got a bunch of conversations coming your way, but the the breaking news, not, you know, yes, Sebastian Ajo signed a deal. It's awesome. But the breaking college football news that happened while we were at ACC kickoff was related to yet more conference realignment. This is three years in a row, man. Three years. I forgot who we were talking to, so apologies. Mm -hmm. But there was a, we were curious as to why ACC kickoff was so late in July that it actually coincided with the start of NFL training camp and the Carolina Panthers. Hale said this? Okay. And and the thought was, oh, cool. You know, we've been hitting these like weird news stories every time we do it. Maybe we push it a week back so it dies down. No. Maybe the ACC's just jinxed, man. They have conference media day and conference realignment happens the same day with Colorado going to the Pac-12. I was going to say, I actually think Colorado's the one who gave this away because they had to have it in writing by August 15th. Something tells me just like uh, one law firm handles all NCAA cases, Bond, <laughs> Shonick, and, and King. My guess is one law firm handled all of these grant of rights and all of these exit fee deals. Mm-hmm. That it probably is. You have to you have to notify your league by August fifteenth, and then that's where the leak comes from. A law firm sees it and goes, "Hey, did you know uh, UCLA has put in writing that they're on their way out of the Pac-12? Where could they be going?" Hmm. So I think it's just a, a function of of the calendar and the legal system. Look, I mean, the Pac-12 losing USC and UCLA, your two biggest brands, that was never going to be good for them. No. The Big 12 found a way to get out of it in part because I think where we're going to go with this conversation, it is, in, it is in ESPN's best interest while they own the SEC, mm-hmm. okay, and they own the ACC. It is in their best interest because they have to fill their inventory. Yeah. They have to. They can't just replay the Tennessee-Georgia game 85 times. Are you sure? Yes, I am. All right. And that's why there is value. That's why there is value to the American Athletic Conference and the games that are shown. That's why there is value. Not the same as Power 5, but for those Tuesday night Maction games. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, people do watch, as we've seen with all of these cockamamie bowl games, that outrate and outdraw a Duke uh, Carolina basketball game. There is value. And for ESPN, they have to protect those brands. That's what you're seeing with the big 12, the PAC 12, on the other hand, they don't have a deal with ESPN. So ESPN is sitting here looking at that. Like, well, we had a deal with you, but that's been screwed by your two biggest commodities going to our competitor. Mm -hmm. And at this point, you might as well just call them ESPN and Fox leagues. There's no point in calling them by whatever names they are. Did we not call that last year? We did. Okay. And But that's where people get confused mm-hmm. when it comes to, well, where do you, Clemson and Florida, like Florida State, we, you know, we're on Radio Row and we hear this guy talking about how he's down in Clemson and I'm not making fun of him. Sure. It's talk radio. You got to fill it, man. I totally get it, man. I've been there. Okay. <laughs> but he's talking about how like Clemson can't stand for this. No, they got they got to break the grant of rights. They got to renegotiate. They have to add. And I'm sitting here going, no, the relationship. What we talked about this with the UNC mafia, mm-hmm. John Swafford, Jim Delaney, the head of ESPN. Okay, John deals Skipper. deals get done by people. Mm-hmm. 
the people and 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 Bubba Cunningham said that said this to us last week. The value is in the network. The network isn't the ACC network. The network is ESPN. Mm-hmm. The deal they have as people, they have to go the ACC, Jim Phillips, Bubba Cunningham, Florida State, Clemson. They have to go to the head of ESPN and say, we have value to you. It is in your best interest to keep us competitive. What is the best way for us to do that? Well, the best way for us to do that is for you to help us be financially competitive. Yes, you have us over the barrel right now, but it's still in your best interest for us in your inventory to be able to say to our recruits and to our players, we can win the national championship. You can come to Clemson and win the national championship. You can come to North Carolina and win the national championship. You have to be able to say that with a straight face. Yeah. You can't let you can't let Ohio State and all the Big Ten teams be like, well, we can recruit. You can't let all those SEC teams who already have a regional advantage go, well, you don't want to go to Clemson. You don't want to go to Florida State. You'll never play for the national championship. That's what's most important to them. Also, who owns the playoff as we speak? ESPN. ESPN. A couple things. This is more about the Pac-12 not sticking the dagger in the Big 12 when they had the chance. They did. 10 years ago. They absolutely did. They had the chance to do it. And what do we know about college football? I looked him in the eye. I we have an alliance. Well, every time that happens, well, somebody gets stabbed in the back. So the Pac-12 thought, no, we, we have honor amongst these thieves. And we, nobody would do it to us, right? Right? And, well, they were the ones who tried to get Texas and Oklahoma. You were about 10 years removed. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, in all the things that were going on, our friend, former UNC Chancellor Holden Thorpe, who was in the middle of all this stuff a decade ago, had tweeted to me, imagine 10 years ago in the last round thinking that the Big 12 was better than the Pac-12. Didn't see that coming. Because, yes, you know that meme that makes the rounds? Like, call the ambulance, but not for, <laughs> for me. me. <laughs> well, that was the Big 12. Brett Yormark was, oh, did you think we were? No, I'm coming for you. So the, the Pac-12 dicked around for way too long thinking they can get their own television network off the ground and not getting with a partner like ESPN, like they could have done 10 years ago. We're going to get Apple. We're going to get Amazon. But it goes beyond that. Remember, they were the ones who broke the code. You know, Larry Scott was going to be the one that we've got our own. We own everything. And I was listening to a conversation on my drive back from Charlotte last night between Ethan Strauss and Bomani Jones on the House of Strauss podcast. And Bomani made a very, very astute point, as he usually does, that all these people thought they could do it on their own. And then they realized, whoa, this is way too much work, right? That And you see this time and time again. I'm going to do it. I'm going to control the distribution. And you come to find out, man... There's a lot of weird stuff that happens to do our own thing, and it gets really expensive. Maybe we should just go back to making the stuff, and then you buy it from me. He pointed out, I'm not in the shoe game. You are. But apparently, Nike tried to go direct to consumer for the longest time. They're finding the distribution channels to be expensive, and now they're putting Nike back in stores. This is what you told me when MLS went to yes. Apple. Yes. And this is when I said to you, well, it's probably not the worst idea. Because you said this, and it's just like going to the store and buying sneakers. I am inclined when I'm in a store and I see the sneakers to buy them. Mm-hmm. But to make the effort to go to their app, too to much go effort. to their website, it's too much and effort. Plus, I don't see them. I don't get to try them on. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because put a pin in that. Put a pin in that point because I'm going to get to it as it relates to Notre Dame. Okay. okay so, so hold on a second but, because TV, TV, like to your point about Fox and ESPN. That's the analogy to TV. Totally. When you're on TV. I don't have to go seek out Bingo. the app. I'm flipping through the channel. That's channels. why the CW deal for the ACC actually is actually pretty damn not good. Not that bad. And then the CW, even though it's financially not probably it's, not any it's different, not, it's not. But like CW looks like they're getting serious about sports. They just signed the Xfinity series for NASCAR. So regardless, 
They got to live. You can say what you want about live. But let's talk about TV for a second and go back to something you and I talked about a year ago about a Fox League and a Disney League. Mm -hmm. It's not all that different from the NFL. Look at you using the terminology already. Got it right. Fox League, Disney League. And ESPN. No, it's not. (laughs) And we said this much like the NFL where you have CBS and Fox and you have some other rights that go to ABC Disney for Monday Night Football, buying Super Bowls, et cetera, and you got the Amazon package. But ultimately, it's a two-TV league deal, okay? So this is where the Pac-12 screwed up. And rather than partnering with somebody who's going to be around for the long haul, they screwed the conference network game for everybody because distributors figured out, oh, wait a minute, we don't have to carry you and we survived? You mean we went 10 years without having the Pac-12 network and nobody, like, Raised a fuss, huh? Gets to the composition point. I wonder you can well, do composition that, but here's but, but it, it has Big trickle 10, effects. But I'm saying Big Ten and SEC you can say you, we have. That's where you get. But the that's pitch diminishing. Forks. That's diminishing. I don't disagree. With ESPN you, is ES, generations and all those other good things. Yeah, ESPN is also dealing with the fact they're not the 800 pound gorilla they used to be when it came to distributors. Distributors can say, look, guys. We're losing, we're losing yeah. infrastructure. We're losing customers to Netflix. Yeah, I don't okay. want to lose the bear. I don't want to lose Better Call right. Saul. I could lose the I could lose Pac-12 after dark. So this has actually affected ESPN and Disney in a way where Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, is openly talking about getting rid of broadcast television, selling stakes in ESPN. If you found this to be a valuable property, why would you sell stakes to the NBA? And I texted with Bomani about this last night. And I said, you know, to your point about the NBA. It's they're also finding it difficult with the NBA network and to control their own content. We're like, well, wait a minute. What if we actually invested in ESPN that has all the infrastructure? Major League Baseball is the same boat because of the BAM tech. And then we have a little bit of say with what's going on. So all, all of this is to say is that the, if you're following along, I know this can get really, really nerdy, but trust me on this. This stuff matters when we start talking about conference realignment and what ultimately happened with Colorado. No offense to Colorado. They are basically another mouth to feed with the big 12. They can get to an even number of 14 if they'd like. I know UConn has been out there. San Diego state has been thrown out there. Maybe Arizona, maybe another PAC 12 team, but this says more about the PAC 12's failure to understand where things were going and they're going to pay the consequence. Now, how does this relate to the ACC? Well, like for instance, there was a, where, where's my guy? Where's, where's my guy from Daniel? He, uh, he had a Hey Joe question about Costco or Sam's Club in relation to a story on ESPN. Membership. ACC absolutely open to expanding membership. Now, look, I got a Costco by me, so I go Costco. But what, what membership are they trying to include? They're not adding Pac-12 teams because, again, it gets back to television. What's the distribution? You add Arizona and Arizona State. You add Oregon and Oregon State. You're going to tell me ESPN is going to go to market with that to distributors who just went a decade without the Pac-12 saying, hey, guys. Give us more money, and they're going to go, screw you guys. We didn't need you in the first place. Nobody wants these teams. There's only one team left. I keep screaming this. There's only one team left that matters for conference expansion in the ACC, and that is Notre Dame, which gets to your point about streaming. We're having this conversation. Actually, it was a – I love ACC kickoff because you're just sitting around tables, and you're just shooting the shit with other media people. You start spitballing things. You hear this. You hear that. And I was having a conversation with Luke DeCocca, the News and Observer, And he pointed out to me, and I completely forgot this, and and I thank him for reminding me, that the next deal for Notre Dame, the rumor is, once this current deal runs out where they have games on NBC, well, NBC's looking to get out of the game. NBC's looking to stream Peacock and stream, 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 and that the only games that might be available that are not on the app would be on cable, like the USA Network. 
Do you think Notre Dame wants to be on USA Network? Do you think they want to be on Peacock on the majority of it? I, I, I guess to your point about availability. Yeah, I don't think they want to splinter their package. No. Because, so because they were the early mover on NBC. Who's available for a package on one channel starting in 2027? Hmm. Hmm. Could it be hmm. Disney and ESPN? So maybe the 20, maybe the grant of rights in a, in a ninja swath way is that, look, and you know my philosophy on this, half the battle in winning is to outlast everybody. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a deal in a grant of rights that allows you to outlast everybody, even though you're not necessarily making the top dollar, other people start to look and go, oh, wait, I thought we could out, we, we could outlast you. So it's entirely possible that in seven years or less, as the deal goes primarily to ESPN, that Notre Dame is looking for a proper broadcast home because they would get buried on Peacock. And what does that matter for recruits? You're telling me, that, oh, you want to watch my son play? You, I, I want to watch my son play? What do I got to do? I got to log in a Peacock? And I got to like, do I get a free subscription? No? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, coach. And Jack Swarbrick's no longer the AD. He's off to uh, the college football playoff, the new expanded college football playoff role. So these are just things to consider. I don't think this is a seismic shift. I mean, I had some people pointing out to me, hey, didn't you just do a clip where you said conference realignment was dead? I said, major conference realignment was dead. Colorado going to the Big 12 is not major conference realignment. It's the Pac-12 dying. This is a death rattle. That's what this is. The Big 12, while they did not make major moves, they were protected by ESPN. Yes. Okay. And this shows you that ESPN is willing to protect what they believe is their valuable inventory. Mm -hmm. That is the niche, along with the expanded playoff that the ACC can sell themselves at. Okay. We don't make as much money as Ohio State. Fine. We don't make mo- as much money as you don't make it now. Yeah. So what's so what's so radically different about that? It's not. Yeah. But when Oklahoma and Texas show up in the ACC, uh, excuse me, in the SEC, and they go nine and three and they don't make the playoff. Meanwhile, Florida State and Clemson are 11 and one, 12 and 0 going to the playoff every mm-hmm. year. I'll ask again. Who would you rather be? Housekeeping. We are back from Charlotte. Thanks to everybody who subscribed, followed, rated, left comments, all that stuff. A lot of good feedback from the ACC kickoff. Uh, we'll be back to normal. Uh, although not really, because we're going to a golf tournament. Are we normal? Week. No, we're never normal, Joe. Okay. Just I mean, making sure. Look at the rest of our brethren on Radio <laughs> Road. Do we look normal? No, we do not look normal. Thank God. Uh, well, yeah, that's actually not a bad thing. <laughs> One of the first things you told me when you shifted over to radio, we did our first Radio Row, and you actually spent time in my business. You're like, Wait a minute. Ooh. Are these my people? <laughs> yes. 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 Yes, they are. They yes, are. they are. So the golf tournament sold out already? The golf tournament is sold out. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, we still have four or five holes for title sponsors. All right. So you can do that. It's 200 bucks. Get your name out there. My guy, Steve, over at Graphics House is going to take care of us. I'm also looking at prizes. Okay. Because I want to give away some good things in this golf tournament. I hate going to a golf tournament. And getting like a club head cover <laughs> or even just like even a sleeve of balls. Sure, like it's a, it's sure. a nice, it's a nice gesture. And I get it now that we're paying for things like, yeah, that costs money. It does. Yeah, but man. I want like a, I want like tickets to give away. Okay. I want like customized vans to give away. Oh yeah. You are I on want that like thing. home field, you know, pick your school. ECU well, has some really cool stuff hey, on home field apparel. Tell you what, um, we're, we should be getting like another Google check for YouTube. We can put that money towards some custom vans. Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. You just, people just got to tell us. The well, no, I'm going to buy a pair of them 
Yeah, and but, then, but what size are they going to be? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm going to buy people so people can see oh, like okay. how freaking cool they are. Oh, okay. And then it's going to be like, we want those. Whoa. Hey, man, if Bucky's can do it, we can too. <laughs> uh, shout out to Oak City Sports Cards for all the fun this week. That, that was great. Kickoff. Uh, we had all those cards. Everybody was freaking out. Everyone about kept 87s. asking, where did you get these? Where did you get these? How did you get these? How did you get these? Oak Easy. City, baby. OakCityCards.com. If you're online, if you're out of town, seriously, go check them out, oakcitycars.com. Or go to downtown off of Glenwood Avenue. Go see Weston. Weston and Katie, they do such an unbelievable job. They have a lot of big things going on. And I appreciate everyone who's gone in there and said, hey, I'm here because of the OG. Appreciate everyone who's gone there and got their carts graded too. Uh, really, this is the equivalent of you buying the steak and cheese and being like, wow, this is amazing. I didn't even realize it. Go down there and get those cards graded. Also, thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. It is gross. We've got heat advisories. This is peak mosquito time. Make sure you can keep those things at bay. Thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Also, given it's so hot, you got critters that are going to want to get into your house. Ants, roaches, all that crap. Pest Authority can handle that too. Yeah, Hayes Lancaster and his crew, you name it, they can take care of it inside the house, outside the house, whether it's bugs, whether it's mice. Heck, you might have a raccoon up in the attic. They can go find that thing, take care of it. Squirrels, you name it, they're on it. Check them out at bugsbite.com. Move on. Dave Clausen, Wake Forest head football coach, sitting down with us at ACC kickoff on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. I said this before we started talking. I love talking to you at this time of the year, but at the same time, I get a little jealous because you have the most incredible summer vacation. So tell me what you did this summer, Coach. So uh, my wife, son and daughter, and my sister and brother-in-law, we rented a a villa in Figlani, Verano. I was like, I like the sound of this already. I don't even know where the villa is. It doesn't matter. In in Tuscany in Italy. (sighs) Okay. So we were kind of in the country, beautiful countryside, a uh, little bit remote, had privacy, two minutes away f- or five minutes away from a train that okay. had us in downtown Florence in about 30 minutes. Nice. Saw Siena, did some wine tasting. Uh, we're on some crazy roads and yeah. was in a little Italian fiat and... Uh, <laughs> Ate incredible food. I mean, just the Florentine beef, the pasta, the red wine. And then I got back from the trip, and I got on a scale. Yeah. And I saw numbers I'd never seen before. Oh, boy. So I had to switch right away then into workout diet mode. <laughs> I was going to say, I was, is it the wine? Is it the pasta? The answer is yes. Yes. I think the answer is yes. Can we get the Deke and the Fiat? The Deke? Probably not. Probably wouldn't fit. Wouldn't fit? Top yeah. hat wouldn't fit that thing? Yeah, I, yeah I, probably I think, not. You'd right. have to get one of the convertibles. <laughs> All right, so a lot's been made about Sam Hartman going to Notre Dame. But I was fascinated by the stat that Wake Forest, if I have this correct, you have the second least amount of transfers from the program in an era where it seems like everybody's transferring. I think that's great. And what do you think? We're focused on who leaves but in a case for what you guys are doing, it's pretty impressive who's sticking around and what you're trying to do with the consistency. Yeah, I think the, the nature of the portal is, you know, people rank how people came out of the portal by who you gained and, uh, and who you lost. But nobody pays attention to who you kept. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had six to eight guys that were offered very lucrative offers by other schools. And, you know, they 
tampered. That's the way it works. Yeah. And they chose to stay. And to me, those are the big victories that a lot of our best players are still at Wake Forest. And it's not like they weren't tampered with or didn't have opportunities, but they stayed. And with Sam, Sam gave us five great years. Yeah. he's This was his sixth year. And Sam was very upfront that he wanted to go to the NFL unless he had an incredible offer. And then he'd have to look at it. And we think the world of him and we love him. And Rondell Bothroyd the same way. But... Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of other good players that other people wanted that chose to stay at Wake Forest, you know, but those things don't make great headlines. Okay. But I- if six of these guys had gone in the portal and had come to Wake Forest, they'd be talking about what an incredible portal year we had. You like the, the same sh- six guys. I was going to say, you like, you like the shift in how we talk about things now? It used to be signing day. Here are all the great guys I got coming in. You have like three signing days now. Yeah, and we're, we're never going to get a lot of guys out of the portal because, quite frankly, at Wake Forest, we can't take a lot of their credits. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that you have really good players that go to, to schools, but if they come to Wake, they're going to lose a fair amount of their credit hours, mm-hmm. and it's just not worth them for them to do it. And for me to encourage that isn't. You know, it's not about eligibility. It's about getting the degree you want when you want it, and you want it to be meaningful. Do you worry in the shifting landscape? I don't need to tell you you got the smallest stadium. I don't need to tell you you got the smallest enrollment and Power Five and all those other things. It's been remarkable that you've competed at the level that you've had in this league. It has been. Do you worry, though, that as this continues to shift and change, that legitimately you won't have a chance to keep up? I just view these as challenges. When I got to Wake Forest, we had the smallest stadium and the smallest campus. Yep. Right? So you know what you get. You already had those. You already <laughs> had those. You got nice facilities. Though. And then I think anytime there's change, you know, you say, okay, can you figure out a way competitively that this can help you? And the way competitively I think this can help us is if we can provide such a great experience for our football players that when they come to Wake Forest, they're getting exactly what we promised in recruiting. They're building great relationships. They're getting a great education. They're being developed as players. They don't even want to go in the portal. Yeah, They're not tempted to go. So the way that we're going to survive in this era is by not losing players to the portal. And again, we lost two guys that were excellent players for us and great kids in their sixth year. Everyone else we kept. Mm-hmm. Now, that's going to be a yearly challenge. And where does this thing go? I mean, you know, do the money offers get more and more insane? And, you know, we're going to have to be competitive in that way, too. It's, we have a collective as well. Yeah. So and- it's, you know, we're, we understand it's changing. We're adjusting with it the best we can without trying to lose our model of recruiting guys that fit the school, that fit our program, that want to get a degree. And we're hoping the power of the degree and their experience helps retention. Do you think some sort of oversight would help Wake Forest? Absolutely, it would help. But I I think the oversight just can't be coach-friendly. It's got to be player-friendly. Anytime a coach gets up here and says, we need guardrails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need regulation. We need rules. This is crazy. This is awful. <laughs> right? It comes off as self-serving. Totally good. Like, yeah. you know, you got these millionaire coaches that, you know, yeah, want, you went to a villa in Italy, want more control. Now, yes. the, the villa in Italy, it, 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 I'll be, it wasn't that expensive. Got a good hey, Airbnb deal? Is that I can show you the, the villa, and it was in the country, and... 
You know, you could probably <laughs> afford it on two weeks of advertising on your radio show. Yeah, what radio show? But, <laughs> these days, you know, there's yeah. times that these players are getting tampered with and they're being told, if you go in the portal and come here, you'll get this much money. Mm-hmm. Are you they sure? go in the portal and go there and they don't get it. Yeah. And then they're stuck there because yeah. you can't transfer a second time. You get one so, free one, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, part of these things as coaches is, you know, if the players are offered that, is there a way of making sure it's a legitimate offer? You know, because yeah. the bait and switch is going on with that, too. And it's just, it's very unregulated right now. And, you know, we don't want regulation for control. We just want regulation that everybody's protected. Because once a guy goes in the portal and then he goes there, and if he doesn't get anything that he's told, mm-hmm. he's stuck there. I want to follow up a conversation we had last summer about uh, the mesh hold record. Did we get one? It's the slowest. Is Mitch, is, how's Mitch on that? On that ranking, oh, uh, I, Sam I think, would hold it forever. Where, yeah, where's and, Mitch and, on I, this? and I think the the more comfortable that he gets, I think the longer we hold it. I think the better we are in the old line, the longer we can hold it. Yeah, um, and I think we'll have a good old line this year. Okay. I think we'll have a really good old line. So, you know, the, putting people in that run pass dilemma, uh, allowing throwing lanes to develop, allowing the space uh, to clear up. Uh, having time to see who the extra fitter in the run game is, that's what makes us go. And the longer we hold that mesh, the more the routes can progress downfield. So a lot of our really, really big plays have come on those long meshes. Mm. You're a stubborn dude. You're a smart guy, though. I love the stubbornness. The Gene Hackman energy. My team is on the floor, man. (laughs) I love that about you. You don't care. You love it. That's the challenge that you love. So it's, uh, it's been a fun job and... In this day and age in Power 5 football. Tell me I can't, right? I've been, I've been able to stay <laughs> at the same place for yeah. 10 years. So I think, uh, you know, right now in the ACC, I believe Dabo, Dave, and myself are three of the eight longest tenured Power 5 coaches. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're at a place as long as we have the challenge, you're going to have new challenges. And your ability to face them and deal with them and, and find a way allows you to stay there. And if you stay stubborn and you're not willing to adjust, you're not going to make it. Coach, we appreciate the time. Here's to another 10 years. Yeah. Love nah, it. I don't know about that. <laughs> At that time in Italy was pretty good. I might, might like, want to spend some more time there. I, I could get used to this. I could get used to this. <laughs> well, thanks, Coach. All right, thanks. Next topic, please. Always fun catching up with Dave Clausen. I think he likes us. I think. Maybe. No, there's no doubt. Okay. Sometimes the, I wonder about coaches. No, no, no. The way that he was animated there at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. stop. Like, that, that doesn't happen with other people. Come on, man. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So um, you sent me this link. I have not heard it yet. It's Jacoby Brissett. Good old brisket. Yeah. Obi-Wan Jacoby. And I, I have not heard this yet, but it made you mad. You were animated. Uh, initially, it made me angry. And now I'm just kind of right. like, tell you what, you know what? He started his career at Florida. So what, what's he was, the big he deal? was on with Smiley Kaufman. Smiley is uh, with NBC Sports, Sirius XM Golf, uh, et cetera. And here is the clip on the Sirius XM Smiley Show podcast with Jacoby Brissett. We were going to Haven to this, but I always wanted to go to North Carolina to play basketball. And then like football, it was like wherever, wherever I can go play, it was wherever I was going to go play. So how is this QB room going to work now that you're an NC State guy? But I just kind of found out you're a North Carolina guy in your back of your head, but we're not going to hold that to you. 
and then Sam Howell is a Carolina guy. So, do you two got any bets lined up for the NC State North Carolina game yet? Oh, or no? The funny thing is, I haven't told him that I was a UNC fan yet. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do NC State people know this that you have this? Some like... of them, yeah. On my visit to NC State, the basketball team was playing against North Carolina. So we go to the game, and I'm like, you know, for like UNC in my head, and NC State wins, and everybody's like going crazy. Like in the back of my head, I'm like, man, I'm mad. Like I didn't want, I didn't want NC State to win. I want UNC to win. Me and Sam, I'm sure we're gonna get some bets going until it's basketball season. Then I'm probably probably gonna keep my bets to a minimum. What? So he was silently mad. What? <laughs> think about it he was at like the one game the one state thing, one right. by the way right because roy kicked Kansas state's ass all the time it was like the I'm... one the one and he's like damn it damn <laughs> it's kind of sort of a form of nc state shit though isn't it that the guy who ends up being the quarterback goes to the one state carolina basketball game and state wins Ooh, man I was not i was not prepared for that i'm glad i watched that cold i was not yeah. ready for that so full disclosure um, Jacoby Brissett started for two years, sat out one year when he was yeah. here. Uh, but he was like the, the savior because, like, Dave Doran talked oh, no, about that first year. They I had no who quarterback. quarterback. Who was the quarterback while he was redshirt? Or he well, was Pete out. Thomas and Brandon he, Mitchell. That's right. That was the ill fated. It didn't yes. work. No. So, so listen, I've obviously I did a podcast with Mike Lennon. I yes. like Mike Lennon. Yes. Okay. Mikey, um, G's, Mikey G's our guy. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 players that you can figure out that I like. Okay, there are other players who are just like can be just be indifferent to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and then there's other players who I actively did not like. They didn't get your charm. Sure, I know of one quarterback. You so like. I actively did not like Ryan Finley. He actively did not like me. Sure, Jacoby was not at that level. But Jacoby was definitely not of the like. Who is this guy? Oh, he's funny. I get it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It was. He didn't, the thing with Jacoby was he didn't like talking about Jacoby. Okay. If you had asked him like other stories, he would be very good. Like if you asked him about Joe Tooney, he'd tell you a great Joe Tooney story. If you asked him about Dave Doran or you asked him about the, you know, any receivers who played with him, he'd tell you great stuff. Mm-hmm. But he didn't love doing media stuff. Okay. And, and now that I get older, I get a little bit more understanding of people who are like that. They don't like doing it. To which I always say to those people, if you don't love doing media stuff, just go be the punter. Go be the backup punter. You don't ever have to talk to anybody. Fair. You know what I mean? Like when you're the quarterback, you're the face of the program. You have to do media stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was always kind of one of my gripes with Jacoby. Um, I still hold it against him in NC State that Jacoby Brissett was mentored by Bill Parcells, who's from Oradell, New Jersey. Bill Parcells is in the Riverdale Hall of Fame. If you don't know where those locations are, it's where my dad taught for 41 years. Okay. So you're trying to vibe with him. Like, come on, man. Couldn't give, vibe give me with a you. break. Vibe you can't, with you. Like, at some point, you can't tell me this vital information. I, I was always told that the Jersey Mafia sticks together. <laughs> they man. should. They but should. I guess not. Like, because everybody's like, you know, the exit in the high school they went to. Yeah, so I'm still a little bit upset about that. But All right. ultimately, he was never one of my favorites. And, and that's fine. But it's not like I, it's not, he's not on the Ryan Finley, Devin Smith list. This is not helping you. No, I know. But he's not on that list. No, I'm just but saying, no, but this, this does not help. This to me, though, I, here's the part I love. He qualifies it with people are going to hate me for this. And you know what? At least he knows. I love the self-awareness, man. I love the self-awareness. That's good good on him. If we learned anything this week when Drake May sat down and he was like, yeah, I went to this camp with Riley Leonard. You know, we're like, it was great. We've become friends. And that's fans and even media get confused by two things. 
They think if you're at Duke and I'm at state or you're at state and I'm at Carolina that we hate each other. Not true. You're at Duke. I'm at Carolina. You must hate each other. Not true. The other mistake they make is, Oh, you're at state. You're at state. Oh, you're on the team. You're on the, you must be best friends. You must be sitting around holding hands, singing Kumbaya, not the real world. No, sir. No. So those are two big mistakes that coaches and players know. Oh yeah. Yeah. They know who their friends are. We're friends with breeze through. Gotta be. Gotta be friends. If, oh you, if you haven't been friends with breeze through, what are you doing? Go to breeze through, get the lifetime refill mug, hit the beer cave this weekend. If you're going out to the beach or the lake or something like that. And understand as you start preparing for your tailgating, speaking of NC state, there's a location right there across from Carter Finley stadium. Get the growlers, the crowlers, extra food, go to the beer cave, all that stuff. They got you. They got you covered. 20 bucks, man. Lifetime refills. Best damn deal, man. Speaking of good deals, Butcher's Market's got some awesome, awesome steak, chicken, wings, burgers, pre-made burgers, dogs. But as we're talking about grilling, Butcher's Market has just about everything you need from rubs, stuff to use, uh, the wood chips to smoke, pellets, charcoal. Hey, it's fancy, man. You want mesquite? You want this? You want that? You want to add different flavors? They got all that at the Butcher's Market, so go check them out. And, of course, the steak and cheese. Which I might be getting this week. Thebutchersmarkets.com. Seriously, stop fooling around. Get down there. Carry Holly Springs over at the mothership off of Millbrook. We're moving on. Hanging out at ACC kickoff is our friend Michael Felder. This is what I love about events like this. We talked to friends of the program, Joe. Felder's been a long time friend of the program. Field of 12 podcast stadium in the bleachers on Twitter. Felder, what up, man? Man. Well, just some background. Joe and I had a fun night last night, man. We hung out. <laughs> came over to the crib. We had we had a little bit of wild turkey. We had we had a good time. Dude, we dad so hard. Yeah. We we talked we, we talked talk dad yeah. things. We talked some real dad stuff. We talked about like like I'm at cause my kid's only five. Yeah. So I was like, what happens next? <laughs> well, Joe can tell you because he's got a kid going to ECU. Woo! There's even there's the next level that happens. Dude, to my, this. Both of my parents went to ECU. Nice. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm 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 embraced my uh, inner pirate. Let me. Uh, oh, are you kidding me? I'm going to tell you this right now. I know this is where ACC Media Days, but I'm going to say this. Keep it quiet. ECU has the best slogan. I think they got the best midfield logo. I think it's better than LSU's. So good love, that State stole it. I, I absolutely love it. And but they got the best slogan in all of, of college of all college sports. No quarter. Yeah. And folks that don't folks that are listening that don't that didn't grow up in North Carolina, we got a pirate unit. Like, when we were in school, we learned about pirates. No quarter is the hardest thing that you can say. <laughs> it literally means we're not going to take prisoners. We're killing everybody. That's it. I love it. It's good. It's good. Scorch it. Yeah. So here's what I want. You and I were talking about this the other day, and I think it actually illustrates a, a very good point of where we are in college athletics, college football specifically. Because right. you eat, like, when people joke about, oh, man, I was eating tape. You yeah. literally eat no, tape. legitimately. He like Felder legitimately <laughs> does this. When you're talking about, yeah, man, I was doing my scattering reports, whatever, and you kind of threw your hands up in the air because of the transfer portals, right? Right. So I'm going to read a comment that we got on YouTube yesterday. Mm-hmm. We were having a conversation with Roddy Jones. Yeah, love and him. I just got done talking to him. Yeah, no, Roddy's the best man, and and Roddy was high on NC State, but there are some legitimate questions about their offense, not just hey, Robert and I, Brennan Armstrong, cool, got it. Yeah. So this guy Bob, he's watching, and he's like, y'all ain't doing the homework. And this is what he writes on YouTube. Let me tell you who the playmakers are going to be on offense. Okay. <laughs> Michael Allen. 
Trent Penix, Bradley Rosner, Julian Gray, Terrell Timmons, Anthony Smith, with a few flashes from Juice Vereen and Kevin Concepcion. Not to mention strong play from guys like Houston, DJ Collins, Porter Rooks, Keon Lassane, Chris Tootle. And to keep an eye on the Kendrick. entire depth chart. Yeah. Right. And I, I just, just named the whole roster. I responded to him, <laughs> Bob, congratulations on your Phil Steele arriving in the mail. Right. So the point being is, yes, you can look at the roster. Yes, you might feel high about these things. But you said something to me that went, you, you kind of put your hands up in the air. Right. Because of the transfer portal. You don't know. And this is true, not just at NC State. But like everywhere it's in the everywhere. ACC, man. I you know this. I like to make a spread. I love spreadsheets. We we talked about that last night too. Oh, we'll been, get. You're going to get to that. I get. Yes, we're going to so get to. I that. love spreadsheets, and I like to make my own rosters because it helps me get familiar with who's on the team and what they look like. And usually, I go off of spring. Um, I go through spring reports, like from beat writers of how does this guy look, how does that guy look, and I I go all the way like I. But now, I can. I started trying to build rosters, and I started with. Um, Started with Alabama. Okay. It makes sense. They're a team that most people expect to win the national championship. And I was like, oh, that guy's this is a new guy. And that guy's gone. And where's this guy? Then you get to, and that, they are light. Clemson, I should have started with Clemson. Yes. Mm-hmm. At least that would have made, that would have been pretty easy. Yeah, their roster's pretty intact. Pretty intact. But, like, when I was looking at, um, then you get to, then you start to get whether it's, it's not even just NC State. When you get to, like, Virginia, hmm. when you get to. Virginia has a Monmouth transfer yeah starting at quarterback <laughs> exactly like you start to get into you get into your miami you i mean then you get in don't even get me started on like colorado like you start looking you're like well, they have an entirely new roster right and then you talk about guys that 17 players out of the portal or some places 19 players louisville i, I mean like, State. i'm like yeah i i just gotta wait till college press box pops them out because this is, I can't do it. I'm, it's a fool's errand right now. Mm-hmm. I might as well focus on watching the guys I know. Like, I've been watching a lot of Jordan Travis, watching a lot of Drake May, watching. A, and then the, the thing that, and I never sit next to my, my guy here for, from Clemson. Yeah. Watching K Clubnick was a chore. Not because he's a good, but because he played so much garbage time that when they put together his clips, most of it is like they're already up by 30 points. Yeah, what are you getting out of that? Like, this is nothing. Yeah, and what then, are you getting? I don't want to see garbage time. I don't want to see screens. I want to see throws. And it took a long time to find throws. Like a guy pushing it in, into the middle, put a guy pushing it to the to the corner. And it took a long time to find that because he hasn't played a ton of football. So I know the hype train is real, but he hasn't played a ton of football. And um, then you get to Drake May, and Drake May I think is really good. He's I just I just passed him in the hallway. I didn't realize how tall he was. Yeah, he's a tall dude. Yeah, which explains why his helmet looks the way it does. He's got the long ass neck. <laughs> When are we going to start talking about Drake May as the number one overall pick? You probably watch more Caleb well, Williams than, I, than the average person and can have a, 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 he, an educated opinion on this. He is the person that has the opportunity to unseat him as the number one overall pick. Um, I'm very curious to see what this year looks like for UNC, though. And the difference between doing this, what we're doing right now, ACC Media Days, talking about the ACC, talking about college football, and NFL guys, I guarantee you, there are going to be NFL guys, NFL draft guys, that are like, he should be number one. No doubt in my mind. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Sims has Drake May one. Okay. Would not surprise me at all. Okay. He checks every box that you want for the NFL. So what is it about UNC that might there's, – there's two evaluations. There's what you see in the raw talent of Drake May and how you project he's going to be in the NFL, but what's going to keep it I, from kind of the team itself? I don't know what this team's going to look like. Man. No Josh Downs, man. 
No Josh Downs. Um, I love Josh Downs, but I actually think they'll be better without him because of the moves they made in the portal. Well, it's more diversified anyway. Makes sense. Want to see what the run game looks like. I also, with full disclosure, Chip Lindsey, like I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I like him. Okay. Right. Okay. But there's a but. but. There was. But he, I think he's better with a quarterback that runs more. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, I think he's better with like like a Nick Marshall. But type do you guy. think Drake can run more? I don't. Should want, he run more? I don't no. want him to. Ah, okay. Should That's not the, run more. I should not run more. Uh, he he, he led the team in rushing a year ago. I know. Yeah. He, I, know. I don't want him. That's like two years in a row too, because Sam Howell had the same business. Because here's the thing: if this is going to be, and this is where we find that juxtaposition, right? Yeah. If this is going to be, if they're going to be good offensively at UNC, he's going to have to run. Yeah. But if he is going to. Pass as you mentioned, Joe. If he's going to pass Caleb Williams. I don't need him running. Right. And if he's going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft, I don't want him running. If I'm a if I'm a GM, if I'm a GM, if I'm an if I'm his agent, if I'm his if I'm his dad, I'm yeah. like I'm like yo, dude. Stand back there and throw, just drop seeds, but don't, please do not. He needs to get that Russell Wilson in Seattle plan. Yes, which was we don't have design runs. But when it's third down, you can pick something you can, up, you get it, it, and get out. But, like, don't and, get and hit. Get out of bounds. Yes. Get down on the don't ground. Don't be a hero. I don't know if he played baseball or not, but work on them slides. Yeah. Because yeah. the His thing His brother that, won a national championship at Florida. Yeah. That's crazy. The success That's, of that family. Super the, athletic May, the, the May family is nuts. And, and, you know, Mark May, the father. Yeah. And, and I got to know Mark a little bit on a previous project about sure. the Raleigh Durham Skyhawks. His, his career was derailed because of a shoulder injury. Right. But uh, he was the he was a big deal recruit. So you know, when he what, got to you, you know what you know what doesn't need to be derailed by a shoulder injury? Exactly. Drake May. You know what you right. don't need to do? Helicopter trying to get into the get Which a first down. Yeah, he did that last year against <laughs> App State. He's like if, buddy. If you didn't love Carolina the way that that family does, would you tell your son, Don't play this year? Yeah. Absolutely. Or, or does he show up to Carolina? Well, that's the other thing. I mean, He's he's a legacy. I mean, with Mac Brown. No, I'm saying like this year in particular. Oh, like just if he play. does nah. not play a down this you gotta year, play. Nah, you got to play. You got to play. We got you got to play. We're Mike Parsons, it, Jamar we're Chase. That. We're, we're past that point. I get, I understand. I understand it was a different circumstance, but yeah. those two players showed that you could take a year off and go to the NFL and immediately dominate. Yeah, it's it's on the table. I don't. You I know sh- who that would happen to. State. Yeah. That wouldn't happen to Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> you got the, I mean, they would have, the, they would have their, the kings of the none and done. They would, they would have their version of like Jadavian Phillip Clowney. Rivers' kid. Right. <laughs> uh, which I'm one? Committed to, yeah, he's got 10. The now. oldest now is starting for him. Okay. This year. Like, that's right. unbelievable. Like, yeah. Are Pro- you prolific? Me? So, if you did a scouting report on Phillip Rivers for the pool, you'd have a lot to keep track of with all the kids. Dude. All right. So, I'm not kidding. I can't imagine. So, so Felder and I are talking last night. I have a kid, and it's a lot. Yeah, he's got 10. I was late. I was 10 minutes late today. But it's a lot because I'm not trying to dismiss what you're saying here. When you have the second one and you like you basically don't pay attention yeah. to the second right. one, the that's same all way you the did the first. Kid, oh, man. Then that's you're like, kid. Then, you, then you're like, man, I'm, when I had one, that was like so easy. What yeah. was I'm I deep? I'm over? deep into I'm deep into parenting Instagram. Yeah, that's where oh, I find. No. It's, I can't, I'm not gonna lie, dude. That's oh. where I find all these like little projects that I do with my kid. Yeah, that's cool. And so like you, I didn't even. Did you see her like little art gallery yeah, wall? Yeah, like, yeah. We took refinish vintage uh window frames and put her art in there and it's cool That's i great. refinished the toy box that my wife had when she was a kid 
That's awesome. And so, like, yeah, like, I'm in. I'd You're love a doer, the, man. Oh, yeah. I, but it goes beyond that. So, like, okay. everybody goes to the pool. <laughs> you go to the pool. I go to the pool. When you and I go to the pool and you see other neighborhood yeah. people there or or the parents of your kids' friends, you have this, like, yeah, that's such and such yeah. dad. Maybe I text my dad and say, hey, hey who's what's that the right? neighbor right, of right. Uh, Stacy? And then you kind of get that. You get the context clues. The classic thing that I always do is when I don't remember the person's name, I always go, hey, this is my wife, Kelly, which automatically goes, hey, I'm such and such. So that's, like, my trick. Yeah, sure. I, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that's tricks, right? You have done scouting reports on parents at the pool. Yeah, and at the preschool. It's, okay, how do, you, how do you break this down, dude? <laughs> okay, so I got a spreadsheet. I told you I love spreadsheets. Uh, yes, you do. So I've got a spreadsheet. Here, let me, I'll pull it up. <laughs> let me pull it up. But I got so a, that you're not bullshitting us. Yeah, it's not. I, I got a spreadsheet, and basically <laughs> what it is is, so let's see what we got here. So it's a spreadsheet. Who, it's called labeled Who Are You? And Joe, you got to respect this. You love I'm a spreadsheet. So much. You love a spreadsheet. I, and it's got, so basically it has like all of our, so like my friends from life, I don't have like, I don't need a key fact talking porter key feature for them. But like the people from the pool, I do need a key, like, so it shows how I met them. Uh-huh. Life, 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 pool, 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 preschool, you know. And so kid name, parent or parent's name. So I don't remember all of them all the time. Sure. And then can you um, easily pull it up on the this, phone? This gives you a yes. lot of respect for a, a Dean Smith and a Roy Williams who could do this without this. Yeah, you know Absolutely. what I mean. Like yeah. those two guys have those names, and everybody's mother, and writing and brother, letter and, and yeah. Well, this is how I do that. Okay. This is how this is how I'm able to do it because I yeah, kind of okay. look at this and I'll be like, okay, when we go to the pool, we're probably gonna see we're probably gonna see Bobby. Bobby is friends with Blake, and and he's divorced. We're gonna go see. Um, he. We're gonna go. I need see, a, I need a, no, I need, I need a well. Mel Kuyper though. <laughs> we're gonna. We're I need gonna, like a Mel Kuyper like upside. cadence of. Okay. Right, so, Kaylee's parents. They're divorced. The father works at such and such. Time. So <laughs> we we have Blake. I don't remember his wife's name. They have a baby. <laughs> they also have a kid who's my kid's age. They live two blocks from me, but we met them at the pool next to Clark, Braves fan. Braves fan. Clark, don't remember his kid's name, but I know that he lives two blocks from us. He's a UGA family. They have a white house, black shutters, red door. Love it. Like, I'm Love it. I'm in. What do we got? We got Juliana, buff husband, two boys <laughs> with long hair. I was Huge waiting dog. for the physical appearance. Yeah. He's, I was don't waiting. Know his, don't know his name, but he's a, he's a buff dude. She <laughs> trains one of my kids' preschool classmates that's go, that they're going to, to elementary school with. I, like, I mean... Dude, That's amazing, dude. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love we it. Got, and, listen, and this we explains got, so much of your ability to recall stuff <laughs> when we're getting ready for the football season. When I Because if I write it down, I yes, remember. Remember. Yeah. That's why I also yeah. still use a physical notebook most of the time. I've converted to physical notebook, actually. It makes me and remember it's, it's it. actually helped me. Yeah. It's Let's, helped me. We got two kids, Will and Lucy. Pool. She got me a beer and doesn't like the pool. She hates going to the pool. Lucy hates yeah, going to the pool. Some people are like that. You and I were actually talking about that, too. I don't like going to the pool. It's grown on me. It's grown on me. Dude, I, it's hot. <laughs> that's what the water's for. I don't want to be in that water. You don't want to be in There's that water. There's kids in there. They're yeah, peeing. They're, yeah, that's true. You that's know true. they are. I know they're peeing. Because none of them go into the bathroom. No. Yeah, it is. And they're there for four hours. Yeah, it is pretty wild that Caleb and Jacob just never go to the They never bathroom. go to the bathroom. Weird. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> all right, before we get out of here, based on all your, um, we know Clemson. We know Florida State. We sure. talked plenty about UNC. 
the thing that I'm curious about is who's actually going to surprise? And you can't say Louisville because Louisville is a cheat code because everybody's obsessed with their schedule. So who will actually surprise? You know what? I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to Wake. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to go with Wake. Going that, uh, that Mitch Griffiths. Bingo. Okay. He's a guy that's been there for, what, four years? He knows the mesh. Just got done talking to Roddy about him. Roddy's excited. All right. So I'm going to go with Wake. They, they keep being successful. All right. The and other reason to like Wake is the same one to like Louisville. Schedule. Schedule. I mean, they What's don't. It's not like? as free of a ride, but the start of their schedule is has big has big O six vibes of like, oh look, look at you building. Look, we're gonna win a couple of games, stack, and, and, stack, and stack, all stack. of a sudden we're gonna be confident. Duke okay, thirteen. I'm, you know, I'm now pulling it up. Felder. Let's see. They get to October before they play Clemp. They should be four and zero when they play Clemp. Here's the thing, man. Are I we have, calling them Clemp? He always does. They don't like it when you use a Z. So my New Jersey, I when I if I normally would say Clemson, it's Clemson, I know, but I that's not how it comes out of my he mouth. Also, he also says Mario, so I have you to say, say it with a P. Super they Mario they are okay brothers. if I say P, but not Z. Lawton can attest to this. Like Clemp, Clemp. It's like you go to Wilson. Now it's Wilson. <laughs> there's a magic T in there. Yeah, there's a T. No, I'm from the South, man. Like we, I put an S on everything. Like I go, get to, it. I go to Subways. Yeah. We go to Walmart's. <laughs> I got a Belks. Folks. The YouTubes. Yes. The YouTubes. <laughs> yeah. The youths. All that stuff. All that like, stuff. No, I just, I, I mean, you're right. They play Elon. They play Vandy. They should beat Vandy. They should beat ODU. They should you, come out the gate. Like that. Here's the thing. They'll do something Virginia Tech couldn't do. Beat, uh, beat, beat ODU. <laughs> Before we say goodbye, have you considered making a college press box version of what you do to track parents? I want to see my scouting Like report. an app. I mean, like an app with like I allows you to a, put notes in. Dude, I, that's a money making idea, dude. I know. And I think it's. It, that's a, if I knew how to do it, I would. Parent press box. Parent press box, and you just like pull <laughs> just buttons that you push, and it's like kids' name, pull. Let's go. Preschool, school. Uh, met them at the this, met them at the that. Uh-huh. I went to dinner with these people. I don't know the husband's name. <laughs> we, or we went to lunch after. First of all, we had a preschool graduation. Yeah, what the hell is that? it's whatever. Yeah, they have that. They have that. Yeah, I know they have it. I had to go to it's it. the cap and gown industry. Just my, trying to sell my, things. My, yeah. They didn't. We were, there was nothing it's, to buy. It's like the wedding we just dress. Had to show up. It's the wedding dress and diamond industry. You need, uh, you need your actual gown, and then you need the. Um, we didn't have to buy anything. You know, what I'm saying is, like now you have your actual Everybody wedding gown, did. and then you have your reception gown. At preschool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now you have uh, upgraded diamond rings too. It's like, oh yeah, remember when you guys got married ten years ago? You had four dollars your name, and you, and you only have like X amount of money in your name. Dude, and you can only afford this kind of diamond. Well, guess what? It's ten years later. Why don't you trade that diamond in? Like, what do you mean trade? It's not a car. Dude, you, are you, you're, so. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, mind you, I'm on my second wedding band because I lost my first one. But this I, is still the, but this, I had is still ti- the, this is still the OG. I That's had a platinum. Impressive. I had a platinum one back in the day when platinum was the hotness. Yeah. I, I lost a bunch of weight. They can't size it down any further. Yeah. I lose it at the beach. So I went tungsten. Now they're going to have to like cut this thing off me. My brother has tungsten. It was, it was 200 bucks. Dude, but that's, I, I, listen, this is the reason I don't wear nice watches. <laughs> There's a reason I, this is, um, I think this is palladium. Yeah, yeah. it's palladium. Yeah. Because I, I am, you said I'm a doer. I'm constantly, whether it's a saw or it's putting my hand down a garbage disposal, like I can't have that happen. I need to be able, I don't, I don't want to have that. Whatever happens when your, your ring gets caught, I can't have that. All Same right. thing with my watch. Like, and I can't, I'm going to ruin a watch. I, I mess them up because they're banging like if you're out there using a chainsaw I, I keep my watch i keep my watch on all the time but you're out there using a chainsaw you're so manly <laughs> hands and garbage disposals and yeah, chainsaws yeah but, I, yeah but last night i cooked for like 
five media five guys and like we had like we had i mean pizza right? yeah but you make pizza that like oh say, detroit style you're making detroit like... style pizza and it actually like you're nailing the 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 bubbled over cheese crust oh, i love it right my wife's from outside detroit she loves i'm like yeah i make what my, i make what my wife likes smart man yeah man. but Savant. no I, Savant. All right, Felder. All right, appreciate man. it, man. Guys, this is always fun. Parent press box. Let's go. I'll invest. We'll Let's take some of our advertising. We'll take some OG money. We'll invest. There we go. Good Let's seed money. What's up next? What's up next? Would you buy the Felder parent press box? Yes. <laughs> so you can. Yes. You're pretty good about remembering people. No, but that's not. next level. Man. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible level. with that stuff, man. I'm not really good about that. Maybe we can we can do that app. We can start the business. We can go to Whitaker and Hamer. To patent that thing. To patent, I'm, I'm sure they could file it, right? I mean, I still think Whitaker and Hamer needs to go look at that Pac-12 granted rights, apparently, that everybody's looking to exit now. Oh, one did it? Or two did it? Well, guess what? We're going to do it, too. That's exactly what Colorado did. Uh, if you're looking to break a grant of rights, well, maybe Whitaker and Hamer can help. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Or if you want to start your own app business, maybe you contact I, I them. I was going to say going. more practically, if, you yeah. have, if you're selling a business, closing yeah. on a house... Any kind of family law-related law issues, Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, more than 20 years' experience. They got all the locations, Garner, Gastonia, Raleigh, Clayton, all over. You find them. And again, the world's greatest URL, wh.lawyer. My Hometown Realty. Check them out online, myhtr.com. Speaking of selling a home, buying a home, they got agents. They got tons of agents. More than 250. They got the area covered. They know how Six competitive locations. things are. They know how competitive how things are competitive around here. This market is nuts. You need somebody to navigate that for you. Hometown Realty can do yep. it again. Check them out online, myhdr.com. People, I need you to look me in the sockets right now. We got to stop fooling around. If you're selling your house, if you're buying a house, go get my man, Barry Woodard. Go get his team, myhdr.com. If you've ever been on 70, you've seen all the billboards. There's a reason they are the size they are. There's a reason they've had the success they are. It's because they're the best. So check them out. MyHTR.com. Next topic. ACC kickoff, day three. Cedric Gray, North Carolina, sitting down with us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. You got a scouting report for this new offensive scheme that you're seeing? You want to break it down for us? Everybody's intrigued. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna keep that to myself. You know what I'm saying? Smart man. You know Very smart. Saying? Very smart. We'll find out week one. Yeah, Shane Beamer doesn't watch our stuff, man. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Please, please. So, so let's. The off-season conversation has been about what your defense wasn't, and I know that your head coach Mac Brown has been trying to talk about what your defense was down the stretch. So, what's been the mentality? this offseason to kind of correct that chatter from last year? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, there's some truth to all that stuff. I mean, we definitely started off very rocky, uh, giving up 61 points to App State. I think we gave up about 45 to Notre Dame. Um, so it, it, it definitely was a rocky start. But like Coach Max said, I mean, towards ACC play and towards the end of the season, it did get a lot better. Um I, I think really we're just building off of that. I think we're just trying to keep improve as a defense and just trying to keep being better. You know, we're not really worried about all the talk or, oh, we were good or bad or whatever the case may be. I mean, we're just trying to win football games and we're just trying to be a great defense. So that's what we've been doing this offseason, just trying to get better. Um, 
you know, I, I've said before, like, this is our second year under Coach Gene Chizzy. Yeah. Um, and I think, guys, I've I noticed it in the spring um, and even to the point now where we have improved a lot since last year, just a lot. And guys just have a better understanding of what's going on because we've done this before now for a year now. It's Is it possible that, you know, some people from the outside might look at all the exits on defense and say, oh, man, how are they going to? How are they going to replace all these guys who left? But isn't it possible that it gives you guys a chance to reset or refresh and yeah. that you'd actually be better? Because you're not trying to relearn something. You're This is a whole new group. Yeah, I mean. Or for the most part. Me me personally, I mean, yeah, we had a few, you know, guys leave to transfer portal as far as, um, you know, in the secondary. Um, but, but other than that, you know, our front is the same. You know, we got the same backers. I mean, and even with a lot of the DBs leaving, I mean, you know, we got guys on roster who are ready to step up. You know, we brought in a few transfers at well who I think will, you know, be be good for our defense and be good for our team. Um, but I, I think we have a lot to build off from last year. I mean, you got me and Power in the middle. Yep. I mean, our D-line, I mean, it's deep. It is deep. I mean, we got about eight to ten guys who I look at and I'm like, these dudes can make some plays. <laughs> they're, they're some large human beings. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think I think we'll definitely be just fine, you know. I'm, I'm very confident in, in what we have and the talent that we have, you know. I think it, it's really just up to us, you know, how far do we take it, you know. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people for this game in Charlotte will talk about Drake, and he's from Charlotte, and it's the offense and all those things. It's got to be pretty cool for you, being from Charlotte, yeah. playing South Carolina, team you guys have a little bit of history with. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be kind of cool. And that, now that game day is going to be there as well, just – your thoughts on opening the season that way in the national spotlight being on game day and it being in your hometown. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely very exciting. You know, like you said, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, playing in my hometown has always been exciting for me. You know, I've played here two times before and never got a W here. Um, so it's time to get a W okay. here. Okay. Um, so that would have been the South Carolina game. Yeah. yeah we played yeah. them in the Dukes Mayo uh, two years ago and then we lost to Clemson last year in the okay. championship here. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to come back to my city, you know, where I'm from. Got a lot of family and friends here um, who just want to support me throughout the journey. So definitely happy, you know, the games in, in, in Charlotte this year. You see, the, you see the baseball cards? I do. Probably not a thing you got into? No. That's uh, fine. Not. You see, we, we pulled a football card I out see earlier. see who you got here, you see, my boy, right, Sammy Howell. Like, right I got on a the couple top. here for you. Right on the top. Right <laughs> but I do want you to top. open a pack because some of your former teammates will be there. Okay, got Josh there. That's Josh. Do you want to see the other one? Yeah, yeah. I don't know I don't know the other one is. What's the other one? Oh. Tony Grimes. I see that. <laughs> That's my homie. Okay. That is my home. All right, right well, now. I got him, but let's see. Still got let's see, let's see get you open Tony. a pack here. Yeah, let's open a pack. You might, get, you might get another old teammate on there. You never know. Let's see. Let's see. Who we got? It's not one of my teammates. Uh-oh. Who do we got? Penn State, Drew, maybe? Drew Alar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dijon Robinson. Not bad. Jamar Gibbs. John Emery. Oh, boo. No, no Tar Heels. No Tar Heels. Oh, that's no tar a bummer. Can I go one more? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to open up it. another one? Go for it, man. Let's find a homie. <laughs> <laughs> now, with NIL, did you do any of these card things? Um, 
them? Like you no. want to sit down and sign 6,000 autographs on a card? I've, I've done something like it before. Yeah. But uh, no. No ACC no. even. You know, I had like a fan send me some fan mail one time. And they made me like my own little like card. They did? Yeah, oh, that's was, awesome. I love awesome. that. Very really cool. Yeah. See, we got in this one. I appreciate it. Cedric yeah, Gray. No Tar Heels on this one. Though, oh, man, another striking out. Yeah. Cedric Gray, UNC. Appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Thank you. Joining us at ACC kickoff on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline from ESPN, he is David Hale. We promised you garbage pail kids, David. And you delivered. And we delivered a box. Do I get to open them up? Absolutely. Right. Open them I'm very, up. I couldn't, be, I couldn't be more excited about this. Have you ever seen, like, uh, like Ravel will, like, do videos of him opening cards on yes. Twitter? And I always yeah. wonder, who's watching this? And now this is know. even worse because it's just on the radio. <laughs> it's just <laughs> no, audio no, 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 of me. No, no, it's YouTube. Whoa. It's whoa. Oh, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. YouTube. Wow. Sorry, you're right. Wow. I got a. This is even worse. I got (laughs) Barbarian Brandon. Nice. Off the wall, Paul. It's just a head. I'm gonna. That's a good one. That is a good one. Grim Grim Jim. Like it. Fahrenheit Ferris. (laughs) Dropping off Dorothy. What? Is she coming out of an outhouse? What is what's happening right scared. there? Dropping the kids off at the pool? What's what, going what on t- there? Gross adaptation. This is a good. Oh, Jam Jason, big fan. <laughs> He's stuck in a toilet. <laughs> These are all toilet. And things, Norm, Norm Narnia. Does oh. C.S. Lewis like get to sue over rights on this? That's great. These I are great. It. Excellent. Thank That's you. Fa- no, fantastic. By the way, you can take some more if you'd like. I'm, I'm going to take some more. By I'm all gonna, means. Have you asked any players about Garbage Pail Kids? Do any of them know what it is? No. Uh, we, we, you're actually, we have not talked to players yet. That's We're going to do okay. that today. We're actually going to give them the choice of, do you want to open up Garbage Pail Kids? Do you even know what that is? Or were you a Pokemon person? Because we I'm had some sure Pokemon they cards. are. Because I was, so this is my line of demarcation, <laughs> is uh, are you a Fred Savage or a Ben Savage person? You either grew up on Wonder Years or Boy Meets World. I'm Fred Savage. I'm Fred Savage. My brother is Ben Savage. That's funny. Yeah. Well, with Pokemon, it was, you remember when the game out game came out for the Game Boy? And you're like, okay, cool, I get the phenomenon. And then you're my brother, who's 16 years younger than me, <laughs> and has books of Pokemon cards. So I'm curious, there are some players, like Roddy Jones came by, and he was like, oh, I was into Pokemon. He's about 10 years younger yeah. than us. And he was like, I have my guys. Right? Is it's like more t- than that. Is it more than that? <laughs> yes. Are we, are we that old? <laughs> yes. Jeez. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> we, you know what? Let's get off that topic. I don't want to depress yeah. myself. Let's, let's bring some optimism to the room, okay? Clemson, Florida State, and then, David? Uh, I assured Pat Narduzzi last night that I would answer this question with Pitt this year. Uh-huh. Uh, do I believe that? It doesn't matter. I just want to make Pat Narduzzi happy. No, I think Pitt is a good answer to this question mm-hmm. because I think they – look, I like the, bringing in Djokovic. I think that's a huge upgrade at quarterback for them. They're going to be good at the line of scrimmage. I like their secondary. They've got some weapons. I, I don't know how many places they're great this year, but I think they're pretty good across the board, and they feel to me like that team that – probably has the highest floor. I would be surprised if Pitt is bad. I think a few things go right, easy enough to get them to the 8-9, maybe 10 win mark if everything goes right. How many other teams can you say that about? I think there's a handful of teams where the window is huge. Like, what is Carolina going to be this year? Drake May is awesome, I know that, <laughs> but I watched them play defense for, for last year, and they weren't very good. Are they better than, like, the window for Carolina? Like, there's... 
four games they could have easily lost last year, or they played as they did in an ACC championship game. You know, I, I, I look at a team like Miami. They were 5-7 and seven last year and pretty bad. Most of that team's different this year. You look at Louisville. They won eight games last People keep talking about Louisville as a dark horse this year, and I'm like, they won eight games last year, but the team is almost entirely different, so I don't know what to expect. There's, there's just, I think part of this comes with the transfer portal now is that rosters turn over quicker. There's a lot of teams that I say, like, I don't know. I could see, again, the Miami, you know, five and seven year out of a lot of these teams, or there's enough talent on some of these rosters and the way that, I mean, no one would have said Duke last year is winning nine games. But the schedule worked out perfectly for them. That's, I think, a reason a lot of people like Louisville is the schedule sets up well. But I'll say I think the team that has the fewest question marks outside of those top two for me is probably Pittsburgh. Would you like to be a trendsetter with us? I, uh, I don't know that... The, I don't know that Pittsburgh and trendiness have ever overlapped in any sort of conversation. Um, oh, and you know what? I totally, and I, being with you guys, I should have included this. No one's picking NC State this year, so therefore they probably will win eight to nine games. So I should put NC State in this conversation. That is the Law of the Wolf, uh, a fine podcast that you can download wherever you get your podcasts. No, uh, the trendsetter I want to I want to start with you, and this is something you're going to be writing come April. Uh-huh. Why aren't we talking about Drake May as the number one overall pick in the draft? I think we will be by then. I know we will because, be. Because, look, I mean, it is fun to watch Caleb Williams play. Absolutely. He is a really good football player. But, like, the measurables, and I'm not a buyer that you have to have all the measurables at the next level. I think that you, you can go down a list of guys from Russell Wilson to Drew Brees, whatever, who have proven you don't need to have those things. But it sure as hell helps if you have those things, and Drake May's got them. And he's going to have numbers that I think warrant being in that same consideration with Caleb Williams. And again, like, it's not, look, Caleb Williams is a great athlete. Uh, you know who had more scramble yards than Caleb Williams last year? Drake May. Drake May, yeah. Like, he does everything really well, and he's got the measurables. I, I think that's exactly uh, uh, what's going to happen. And, and you know how this works. We just saw that. We just saw it in this year's draft. C.J. Stroud, the, the sins of other Ohio State quarterbacks yeah, were held against C.J. Stroud. Yeah. I promise you, if Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, who I don't think we're going to see this year, Mm-mm. you know, other than Jalen Hurts, and I get it, it was a year and you got a Russell mm-hmm. Wilson thing, so I think you claim Jalen Hurts as an Oklahoma <laughs> guy too, if you're consistent. Um, it just feels like we are going to start asking questions. Is it Lincoln Riley or is it the quarterbacks? Well, so I, I, I could see that being held against him, believe so, it or not. I'm going to give you a plug here. I have a story that is out today, currently right now, on the, the ESPN.coms, uh, what all the kids are reading these days, uh, about... <laughs> not the magazine, not ESPN the magazine. <laughs> In ESPN, a doctor's office ESPN somewhere. ESPN the phone. Uh, <laughs> they were ahead, it was ahead of its time. It was. Absolutely. You know what it, was? Uh, it was. I have a story out today on QB development and what that means in modern college football, where... You know, you're not getting snaps. You go in the portal. You struggle early. Your coach is in the portal to get somebody else to replace you. Like, are we developing guys anymore? And, you know, one of the things that a number of coaches, including Lincoln Riley, said to me is, like, your window for getting guys ready to play is so much smaller that you have to simplify things to make it possible. I talked to Lane Kiffin specifically about Jalen Hurts in that first year at Alabama. Like, Kiffin's like, we shrunk the Alabama playbook, which was insane, down to something that he could manage on the field. And slowly it gets bigger and bigger for him over the years. But it was, this guy's our best quarterback. 
our best player to put on the field, but he is incapable of running this whole playbook right now, so we have to do this for him. And I think there's a lot of that happening, and so you get to the next level, and the, press, the same pressure is there for these guys to play immediately at the next level, right. but there is not the same, we can dumb down a playbook, because NFL defenses don't respond as well yeah. to a dumbed down playbook. They will beat the hell out of you. Sometimes you get a transfer portal quarterback acquisition, and you get a coach portal acquisition, and they happen to have worked together at a previous stop. <laughs> In the case of NC State, you've got Robert and I and Brennan Armstrong. I mean, we're, we're focused on... Same thing at Louisville, by the yeah, way, where Jack Plummer is playing for Jeff Brown. Again. Totally, yeah, I totally forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. It's funny, we Louisville is the point of obsession for all you degenerate gamblers out there because yeah. <laughs> everybody's like, look at their sketch. I had, they popped I had, their number already. I man. had Louisville over six and a half regular season last year. They got to mm -hmm. seven for me. Watched them look like crap against Kentucky in the end at the end of the year, and I said, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> to, I, I, I don't know. Look at the schedule and obsessing over what to, like. Well, this is what you're expected, but nothing ever happens to expect it. You know, Remember how the, Duke was going to be an easy win for everybody last year? Yeah, how that. Like, I just out, think right? the schedule strength this time of year is just a really foolish thing. Like, yeah, it's good that you don't get Florida State and Clemson. I will agree that that probably is a benefit. Doesn't mean you're winning the two games that you get instead of them. Yeah. Just means you're not losing those games. Well, I will say I learned that Commissioner Jim Phillips is extremely online because he referenced a way too early top 25 <laughs> in his commissioner's form yeah, he yesterday. didn't point to you for that, which disappointed I, me. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like he wants to maintain a certain level of dissonance with me. That's fair. Uh, you know, we don't. <laughs> he's got enough problems right well, now. Is what say, I'm getting you, at. You, we're scheduled to talk to the commissioner at some point before the start of the season. Um, you know, he's running all over the place. I know you and Andrea talked to him yesterday. It, did you find him any different from the commissioner's form, or was he still kind of like on the, on the thing? Uh, he was a little different. I mean, we because that's you, a completely different setting. Yes, and I don't. Uh, frankly, I don't think it's the best setting for him. I agree. Um, he is a very thoughtful and convincing person. Mm -hmm. Like he can sell you something. But he didn't do it. I don't think he does a good job. At I, don't the podium. He, I don't think he, yes, he's reading from a script, those kind of things. Because to your point, yes, when you talk to Jim Phillips one-on-one -on -one or a group setting here at, at kickoff, he's totally on. But for what, some reason, I, mean, I don't know, stage fright, presentation, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It doesn't come across that way. It's a completely different thing. You know, maybe. Well, how many times has he ever had to do it before this? Uh, not many I'm times. I'm saying, like, as an AD, then, as Northwestern's AD, it's not like you have, like, a deep media core covering but, Northwestern. But, but, but then again, this is not his first rodeo. It's <laughs> the like, student paper's pretty good. It's like, it's like when I get about Dave Doran, right? It's like, sure. It's like, I, Dave, I know. I know you've got a personality, yeah. and I know oh, yeah. when, more you, when, personality than when a show. microphone yeah. is not in front of you, you're a different person. You know, you know who is the absolute ultimate example of that for me was Justin Fuente. People hated him at Virginia Tech because he could not connect with anyone. You're looking you at Justin Fuente, have, hater number one over here. You got to sit down and have a beer. With <laughs> no, there's a whole, he's the nicest, there's most a whole genuine line guy in the of world. 70 players who transferred <laughs> so, in three years. I, not, I'm not even near the I top think, of that list. Jim comes into an event like this, and uh, I'll be interested in what, what your guys' take on his speech was yesterday, yeah. with, I think, a very specific agenda, but not a well-crafted pitch of that. So, like, you listen to that speech, and I came away with two big things. He's talking about uh, harmony and togetherness within the league, which mm. was he was desperate to sell after the train wreck that was yeah. spring yeah. meetings. And he's talking about narrative and how the things that are everybody's talking about with the ACC are not necessarily reflective of reality in the ACC. Mm -hmm. And I don't 
know that I agree with either of those things that he's saying, but I understand why he's saying it. But I think it's so funny to me that um, I talked to him about this. So you've got these three leagues, the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big 12, that are the outsiders among the Power Five that aren't making the money. And you look at narratives and togetherness. Pac-12 is at death's door, and they're talking about teams bolting, and they can't get a TV deal. Everything's awful. You talk about the ACC, and it's, you know, Brett McMurphy's Magnificent Seven, and it's uh, everybody. Talk about branding. Florida State and Clemson are just biding their time, counting down, the marking off days on the calendar until they can leave. And you talk about the Big 12, and it's like, hey, we're the hip young league. We're going out and riding some new teams. <laughs> UConn, you're going to get a team. SMU, you come on and join us. You know, it's all, we're all, it's all happening. And it's like somehow, like the Big 12 is in worse, a yes. markedly worse place than the ACC. Yes. And yet the, the, the quote-unquote vibes are completely the different. The Big 12 lost their Clemson and Florida State. Yes, and yeah. yet it seems <laughs> like, like... It's all vibes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, all, it's all vibes. It's all vibes. And so I think there is... It, again, does, did, did his speech get that across? I don't know. Yeah. But I think if that's what he's trying to explain, it's true. I'll say this about his speech yesterday. It was better than last year's. <laughs> well, yes. Last year's was completely out of touch with the world. And, and I thought he was with, better... With the gated community stuff? Not just the whole, the whole thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll also say this for Jim... Last year, you have the Texas and Oklahoma stuff. This year, you have the Northwestern stuff. Like, the guy can't get himself into a well, situation before, where it's just like, give me a talking He's literally been on the point. job for like two months, and the, yeah. and the Oklahoma Texas thing happens. Is that then two USC, years ago? Yeah. USC and UCLA yeah. was last, last that year. Was last year. Right. And it's, I and thought it's like, I had a, th- a theory because they moved this ba- event back a week from when it usually is. Mm-hmm. I had a theory that it was because realignment news had broken at this event yeah. each of the last two years. And then, of course, the Northwestern stuff yeah. happens, and you can't win. So that's tough. Like, I, I, I do think that is tough for him now. That's what the money's for. Like, you're, you're making a bunch of money, yes. and you're supposed to be leading this group and you were trusted to lead this group so you know it'll be interesting to see which direction the league goes and again i think look he's put into an impossible situation you're asking him to play poker with no cards mm-hmm. right That's, or no chips yeah yeah and <laughs> or so fewer chips i i don't I, I it is hard for me to put the blame for any of the problems the acc has on jim phillips you can argue too should he have fixed more and i I will say, so I asked him specifically about the narrative stuff yesterday when, when Andrea and I talked to him. And, you know, his answer was largely like, Brett Yormark is out doing the will of his presidents. He is selling the branding that their presidents want sold. Yeah. I'm doing the same for the ACC. And I, I think what the, the, this, the power brokers in this league that are not the commissioner want a more tamped down, less overt, Sales pitch, and so he is doing what he's supposed to be doing I'm by the people who pay his yep. salary. I'm glad you made that point because people want to bang on a commissioner. The commissioner works for the presidents, just like Roger Goodell works for the owners of the NFL. Sometimes you're the meat shield. You're the front, <laughs> you're, the, you're the front and center person. Is meat shield the name of a a garbage pail? It kid? should be a hundred percent commissioner meat or shield. Like it should uh, it, with, with I would, Goodell. I would totally listen to like a goth rock band named Meat Shield. Also. <laughs> I knew them before. They were, I saw them at Cat's Cradle before they, they went major label. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's the Big 12. You want to know the vibe of the Big 12? They are like that indie band that you just don't know, man. You just don't know. If you ever saw them live, man, you'd be sold. David Hale, ESPN. We appreciate it, man. Yep. What's up next? What's up next? Joining us at ACC kickoff, Boston College head football coach Jeff Halfley. He sat down. He saw the 87 Tops card set, and you were like, 
What? Are these really from 87? Yep, they're from 87, man. That's unbelievable. I mean, these are when I was collecting 1987, so I was eight years old. Yeah. This is when I was collecting. collecting. I probably have every car in the set still. <laughs> there was and definitely they, a pharmacy had, in Montvale somewhere where you no went doubt. and got the packs. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's Tops or Donneris or Fleer, I mean, that was... Give me the gum in them and let's go. I feel so like Shoprite you, sold uh, they, they, the Fleer. Shoprite definitely <laughs> sold the Fleer. So you went the, for the. You were a gum guy. De- yeah, definitely right. was a gum guy. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do yeah. this. Yeah. Can I open is, a pack? This is an yeah. original '87 pack, so that gum's been sitting in there How since much? 1987. I don't believe that. Well, let's see. Let's see what it looks like. <laughs> I hope I get. I, I'm gonna get a Bonds, a Nolan Ryan, a Ricky. Andrews. We have not. We haven't gotten a Bo Jackson or a Barry Bonds yet. This card is ruined because of the gum Uh-oh. stain. Let me just try a piece of it. <laughs> if oh it my God! Look at this. It you doesn't get break it on you. <laughs> it's hard. Has anybody else tried one of these? I did. Just <laughs> none of the other coaches have. No, no, none of them have touched it. Elko opened it up and he just saw the gum. He's like, it tastes no, exactly the same as it's in 1987. It does. It's actually that flavor brings back so many. Have you guys tried one? Yeah. The flavor brings back so many memories. Yes. You know when you get that flavor? Like I just had flashbacks to being a kid again. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I mean, I think it's awesome. So, I eat the rest of let's it. see. What do we got in here? <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, yes, Coach Halfley just, just, just put the rest of it in. Anybody who grew up during that time, as soon as you taste it, it is just... Now, it melts in your mouth now, so there's nothing to chew on. Yeah. And I hope if anything happens to me tonight, at least you can tell the doctors We why. know why. I probably should have had you sign the waiver. Yeah. We know no, There's no waiver, so then <laughs> we're coming out. But you're from New Jersey, yeah, so New Jersey, fine. Do anything. We're good. Yeah, when we get a press release that uh, Jeff Halfley's unavailable for his press availability this week, we know why. It is actually really good, except it doesn't turn into gum. That's All the, right, yeah, that's let's the only see. Issue. Who we got here? Marty Barrett, Red Sox. I mean... Come on, let's Bob Kipper. Nope. <laughs> let's get like uh, Earl Weaver, manager, the manager card. The manager card. Earl Weaver. That's a big sneaky. one right there. We pulled a we pulled a Lasorda, and I'm like, has the Lasorda always looked this ancient? People disrespect the manager cards. Now that I'm a coach, I'm only going for the manager cards. So I'm going to keep that one. And Eddie Murray. There you there, go. That's, there a, go. Big one, that's, that's a big one, guys. That's a big one. You grew up a Yankee fan. Come on. I I, I or coach, Mets. I I coach at Boston College. I am not going to talk about the Yankees at all. Dave. Magadan Future Stars. That is a big one. A huge one. This he was clearly a Future Star. You, hey, that's taking it for stardom. That's a Florida Marlin legend. Put some respect <laughs> I can, on I Dave Magadan. I can't believe I didn't get a, a Nolan Ryan or a Barry Bonds, but I got great gum. You, you, you got a great enthusiasm. My chest Take one is more. starting to hurt. Take one more. Take one more? <laughs> yeah. My don't, chest don't is do starting the gum, to hurt though. from that. Uh, don't eat the gum because unless you gum. have another thing full of water, then we don't we, we don't. I just wish I, I could actually chew it. These are really from 1987? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we, uh, we got a guy at Oak City Sports Cards in downtown Raleigh. Because the, the card trading game is wild because I've found out the hard way that cards that I thought were valuable when I was a kid yeah. have no value. So, like, uh, Joe roasts me all the time. I'm like, yeah, so that Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck card from, what, 89? What's it, like, seven bucks? <laughs> if that. It's like 30. Yeah. If that, right? Rod, Roger Clemens rookie card? That's got to be. None. Somebody is Zero. That not worth anything? <laughs> no, no way. I paid, like, 50 nope. bucks for that one. Zero. Zero. Like, my prized possession was the Mark McGuire USA baseball card. Oh, yeah, card. I got a bunch of those. Right? With the bat right on his yeah. shoulder. And I thought that was going to be. I mean, it's all relative. Like, yeah. It, 
40, yeah, 50 bucks. My but dad told me that's Roger how I was going to pay for college. Did you get it? Record breaker. Oh, oh, 1986. <laughs> this one might be worth like $10. <laughs> no. Yeah, seriously. It's let's not. Hold, let's hold it. Let's get it graded, Joe. This is, let's <laughs> get this one. That's a big one. Another, another manager card. <laughs> Dick I'm, Williams. I love Dick There's not Williams. enough manager cards or people named Dick anymore. Let's see what else I got. Kevin Bass. Kevin Bass had a nice career for the Astros. Rafael Ramirez was a good player for the Braves. Andre, awesome. The Hawk. Dawson. Oh, Are you kidding me? With the classic uni. <laughs> you, do you remember that, playing like uh, Nintendo baseball? This guy would hit a home run every single yep. time. Yes. You're talking RBI, 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 RBI baseball. baseball. Yeah. Every time. RBI baseball, this guy would hit bombs. Oh, that Andre Dawson fires so me you up. Play, so you played the baseball game, sure? Because we talked to Elko. He was a baseball stars guy for Baseball stars was fine, but there was no real players. So I, you played RBI, and you used the Cardinals and got Vince Coleman yes. and Ozzie Smith. And I mean, they're all bases all day. They were all white guys in RBI baseball, but you, they had the player names. But they had the player names. Because they couldn't do the pixels. But, yeah. yeah, they had the player names, so you knew who it was. Yeah, so I got a Roger Clemens. So I'm going out here a richer guy today. Okay. And so, the gum didn't kill you. No, but my, I'm starting to get pain, a little bit of pain in my okay. chest. You, you, you want to talk a little BC football? Let's talk BC football. Reset. Am I recovered yet? Pass interference on the goal line. Was it really pass interference? Which, which game are you talking Come about? Oh, jeez. Come on. Are, 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 are we, game? Yeah. Are we still on that? Interference. Was, the, was that P.I.? Did a flag get thrown? A flag did get thrown. <laughs> so how could I not answer the question and disagree with the refs? I'd get in trouble for that. Right? What'd you think? I think the ref made a great call. Great call. Yeah. It, uh, the, if you really watch it in slow motion, it's just like the ref saw it. Um, he got there a little bit too soon. I yeah. thought it was a great break on the ball, but he got there too soon. And that's by letter of the law, it's pass interference. Could have went either way, but I think the ref made a good call. What'd you think? I did not agree with that situation. I did not agree with that call. That Why? Well, to your point, like if you watch it in slow motion. He got right? there too soon. Well, he did. In slow motion, he got there too soon. In slow-mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you watch it in real time. Then the guy took he took a, a minute or two to throw that flag. Yeah. Yeah. But they always take a minute or two to throw the they flag. They do now. You're right. That's, it is kind of a standard practice. Yeah, because so. I get mad at that, too. But I yeah, yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was the right call um, at the right time. Yeah. And it gave us another down. I was going to say, well, you had a tough year, but that obviously was the highlight of the year for you guys. Yeah, in, in part because of the way Emmett played. And McCart, because it gives you something for this year to build on, too. I, I think that game was big for a lot of reasons. You get a team that we go into the season with Christian Mahogany's already knocked out, right? So you look at your on offensive, your offensive line, line. yeah. Right. You get one of the best guards in all football. He's knocked out. You have four total starts for your whole line. Your whole line yeah. room has four. Then your right tackle tears his ACL. Your center tears his meniscus and breaks his hand. And your left guard tears his labrum. So you go from four starts to, oh, my gosh, who's playing? And we yeah. have to start. So that's the type of year it is. But here's what happens. Your guys never quit, and they go through a lot of really hard things, and they keep playing hard, led by Zay Flowers, who's a first-round pick, who didn't opt out, didn't stop playing. You get to NC State, and you're down 14 within the first two minutes of yeah. the game, and most teams in that situation, most teams you yeah, would have gotten go beat by 60. Yeah. But instead, with a freshman quarterback thrown to a freshman wideout at the end of the year, you win the game, which says so much about, these young kids who at the time, 37 of the 44 in the two deep were first or second year players playing an NC State team that hadn't lost at home in 16 straight games with a senior day that had more seniors than we did players. Yes. Yeah. So for our young kids to do that says a lot. So, yeah. So could that call have went either way? But I think for that moment, it, it, if you watch it, it was the right call. And it is what it is at this point. What have you seen this offseason from Emmett? Obviously a big difference in terms of when you know you're the guy. And also, I'm sure he's he's 
grasping a lot more of what you want them to do. Yeah, even though I, you lose Zay, and let's not downplay what Zay was. I mean, no, Zay was. I mean, you got your old line back, and, yeah, and you got and that's which, huge. which at BC your old line needs to be good and will be good, and we need to run the ball. Emmett played last year four games and took over the job with very minimal reps, and yeah. I think that's really hard to do. And he threw for three twenty-five and three touchdowns in two out of the four games, which only two freshmen did that all last year in college football. And I think he can kind of take a deep breath now and go back and study and learn and really grasp what he's going to do. And he needs to go out and have a great training camp, you know? So um, I'm excited about where he's at. I think we added a transfer from uh, Central Florida and Thomas Kesselanos, who is electrifying. And I think that's going to be a good push for Emmett. And I'm excited to see what this QB room can do and what this team can do on offense. You're going to miss uh, the divisions? You're going to miss State? They're not going to miss you. I am. You don't think I'll miss sense? you. I miss you. I really appreciate you missing me. Um, you know that the divisions, you know, my first year in this thing, there wasn't a division. We played every team right. in the ACC. And we won five games and the, people thought we were going to be last. Right. Yeah. Um, so I played in the division for two years. I like the fact that we're playing different teams. You know, I guess I didn't know the ACC well enough in my time in the NFL to realize that BC hasn't played certain teams in yeah, like yeah. five, six years, which <laughs> yeah, I think is nuts. crazy. Bonkers. Like Miami should come to us. Yes. We should go to yeah, Miami. You should have a history we should of Miami. play Pitt every yep. year. Agreed. It's a, we're, we're the only ones not in this corridor with Pitt, and we're not playing them every year. Right. Right? Um, so I think it's, look, I guess all the guys on the Coastal will tell you that they're, they're mad about it. All the guys in the old Atlantic will tell you that they're happy about yeah. it. I think at the end of the day, in any conference, the teams with the two best records should play for the championship. Yeah. So great. If you're one of the two best teams with the best record, go. Go to the championship and see who wins. Instead of going to overtime, you see which coach can eat the most tops bubblegum. Yeah. I mean, if you really ate that and you can't tell me it was bad, it just disintegrated. It just disintegrated. Yeah. That's all it was. You're but, right. I'll, you know what? I, I will concede that the flavor still held up and I was surprised It by is that. unbelievable. It's pretty good. So but go hydrate. Work. Go hydrate. Yeah. I, I, just before you go, I uh, thought of the true BC legend got off the... Uh, train at the, the trade center two weeks ago. Who's that? Wells, Crowther, the red bandana, man. Come on. Saved awesome. all those lives. Unbelievable. It's still my favorite story. Still my favorite tradition. Love that game every year. I don't know if you've designated it already, but we, we have. And I actually, I went down and saw the memorial. Um, it's the first time. And when you see that and how big it is, it is, it it's is breathtaking. And, and when you, every time you bring up the red bandana and you talk about Wells, I always say it. It's what, what's right in the world, and we need more people like that. That's the Florida State game week three. Oh, cool. Um, so that should be another special day. And you put those uniforms on or you put a bandana on, it's a cool moment. That is. I'm glad you brought that up. Coach, right, half. appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for the gum. <laughs> Move on. Joining us at ACC kickoff on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline is the CEO of the Peach Bowl. He is Gary Stoken. I feel like our, our visits with Gary at ACC kickoff I, I, I used to enjoy them, Gary, because I used to do the show. You used with, to enjoy them. I used we to do the. I used to do. Yet. I used to do the show with Gold. I remember that. And, and you know, you and Gold have a pretty cordial relationship. But I've noticed a difference when Gilio joined me as my co-host. <laughs> that the the tenor has taken a. It's a little bit different, Joe. And I've never understood why. Why is I, that? I like Gary. And Gary likes you, but you guys have like this kind of. Constant shit giving that I've noticed over time. That's what we do. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Played for Storm and Norman. I know. He's got us. He's got us. No, Gary's got stories, man. Gary's got stories, which I do. I do want to get to. But let's talk about some changes. Uh, Changes with the the kickoff. Uh, You know, 
Chick-fil-A with the Peach Bowl, but you're doing something different with the kickoff this year, which features an ACC opener between Louisville and Georgia Tech. So how did that come about? Yeah, it was really interesting. We started a new tradition to kick off the college football season in New York with ringing the bell to the New York Stock Exchange. And so we were up there with Coach Dooley, who has since passed away, uh, Dan Cathy of Chick-fil-A, president of Georgia, um, and ICE, which owns the New York Stock Exchange, mm-hmm. is based in Atlanta. They invited some CEOs up of Fortune 500 companies, of which Aflac was one. And as Michael Jordan has said, you only miss the shots you don't take. <laughs> right. So I met Virgil Miller, who's the president of Aflac US, after the event, and I said, hey, you'd be a great partner for our kickoff game. Chick-fil-A is stepping away. They're going to continue as title sponsor of the bowl, get Peach Bowl. They're going to continue title sponsor of the College Football Hall of Fame, but they want to spend some marketing dollars somewhere else. So you're based in Georgia. You're heavily involved in college football. Our kickoff games start in September, which is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. You've given $168 million to start the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorder Center at Children's Health Care of Atlanta. We've given $20 million to the Aflac Cancer Center to uh, start trials to eradicate childhood cancer. We now have 12 trials with 37 kids in them, everything from neuroblastoma to leukemia. And so I said, you'd be a perfect partner with all the community of interest we have. Mm -hmm. We're the number one bowl organization in the country in charitable distributions. We've given $61 million away since 2002. So we have, through this kickoff game, we can raise a lot of money for children's health care and Aflac Cancer Center, find a cure, and let's eradicate childhood cancer. So that's the goal. It's kickoff for a cause. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year we have the opener of the ACC with Georgia Tech Louisville, primetime Friday night, September 1st. Next year we have Georgia Clemson, which will be two top ten teams. And then in 25, Virginia Tech, South Carolina, as well as Tennessee and Syracuse. So two games in 25. So that's the impetus. It's kind of the cool story of my 45 years in sports business that I just met a guy, pitched him. He, he took the handoff, ran the ball, got with Garth Knutson, their CMO, and in two weeks we had a deal. Awesome. That's, that is very sports business. It's connections, it's I mean, networking, a, being at the right place at the right time. Huge multi-million dollar deal. And yeah. In these day and times, it's hard to get deals like that done. Okay. Why is that? Well, a couple reasons. One is you have to have somebody that's spending a lot of money on ESPN mm-hmm. because you're putting their name on the field. And so it, Aflac spends a lot of money on ESPN. Um, secondarily, they had an interest in what we're trying to do with childhood cancer, which not many people have that as well. So, right. um, yeah, it's, and as anybody will tell you in sports marketing, to get a multi-million dollar deal done long term in two weeks is close to impossible. So for those who, I feel like this is a good way to transition to a, a Michael Jordan story because <laughs> uh, audiences might not realize this. I mean, you've been in sports business, you know, NC State legend that you are. <laughs> that Pick splinters out of my butt. <laughs> Started one game, got my education hey, paid hey, for. Hey, 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 NC State legend in my book. But over 40 years in this business. Your book's not very big. Nah, I don't read a lot. The, the, 
you have it's funny you have a you have a fascinating career with lots of connections to a lot of things that people talk about including a movie about a shoe deal with michael jordan called air for those who might not be familiar what is what is your connection to that the lead up to jordan and well, nike and the shoe after i got out of nc state i coached with norm sloan who was my coach for three years Got out of coaching in 1980 and moved to Atlanta to open up Adidas Southeast office. Mm -hmm. I had Michael Jordan wearing Adidas all throughout. He and Buzz Peterson were roommates. They loved Adidas. I had them wearing Adidas at practice and all over campus. They couldn't wear them in the game because Dean Smith was under contract with Converse. He was getting $250,000 a year and wouldn't let Michael and Buzz wear Adidas in the game, rightfully so. So in 1983, as Michael, 1983-84, as he goes to Bloomington to practice for the Olympic team in 84 with Bobby Knight being the head coach, who, another story, Adidas. I had Bobby Knight in Adidas, mm -hmm. and I had put the red sweater on Bobby Knight. Another story I could tell you about he and Al McGuire. <laughs> um, but uh, I gave Michael the first $100 pair of leather basketball shoes in the U.S. market. Mm -hmm. It was manufactured by anybody. I have pictures of Michael wearing Adidas up in Bloomington uh, trying out for the Olympic team. I knew that Michael was going to be a superstar. Yeah. After, uh, in the book Shoe Dogs, which is Phil Knight's book, Michael didn't want to go to Beaverton to meet with Nike. Unlike the movie, David Falk had to work on Mrs. Jordan to get Michael to go to Beaverton, mm -hmm. which he succeeded in getting her to do. Sonny Vaccaro never went to the Jordan house that's in the movie. Yeah. Michael and his mom and dad never went to Nuremberg, Germany to meet with Adidas. Number one, because we were based in Herzegonara. Number two, they, <laughs> never, they never went to Germany anyway. Number three, Michael, in the, in the book, Shoe Dogs, Phil Knight's book, Nike's bordering on bankruptcy. They're in the red. In 83, yeah. they were an unknown comedy, uh, commodity. Michael comes out of the meeting. Michael's dad says, we're signing with Nike. David Falk says, we're signing with Nike. It's in the book. Mm -hmm. Michael's quoted in the book, no, I want to sign with Adidas. I'm 29 at the time. Michael comes back from Beaverton, calls me and says, Mr. Stoken. Called me Mr. Stoken. Oh. Mr. Stoken, can you meet with me? I met with him on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill on the stone wall across from Four Corners Restaurant. We're drinking a Coca-Cola sitting on the wall. He said, Mr. Stoken, I love you. You've been great to me and my family. I love your product. If you can just get close on the car, the shoe deal, the clothing deal, I'll sign with Adidas. If you can just get close. You don't need to beat them. Just get close. Mm -hmm. So I have them ready to sign. I said in a three-page marketing campaign over to Herzgenar, West Germany, the wall was still up to the Europeans because at the time, Adidas was – just distributor-based, which, in other words, it was just sales companies, mm -hmm. four different sales companies that just sold Adidas. There wasn't Adidas America headquarters or anything. It was all based in Europe. The Europeans came back and said, we don't have that kind of money to put in the U.S. market. It was $2.5 million. Michael signs with Nike and puts uh, Nike from the red to the black because he sold $126 million of Air Jordan product his first rookie year at Chicago Bulls. 
Fast forward, I take my family to be, uh, to the Bahamas, and we're walking through the uh, Atlantis Casino to go to dinner. My daughters are about 8 and 10, and uh, my daughter looks over and says, there was a cigar shop and all kinds of shops over on the left side of the casino. She said, there's Michael Jordan. At a cigar shop? No. So I walk over, and there's Michael Jordan standing there with a cigar with Charles Arkley, Charles Barkley and Maude Rashad with him. Yeah, that's a Michael crew. Was that's doing, his crew. That's his crew. He was doing his golf tournament down in the Bahamas, which he did every year. Mm-hmm. And so he sees me, and he calls me over. Gee, come here. Puts me in a headlock. And he looks at my daughter, and he says, <laughs> Your dad is the hardest working man in sports. And my daughter's never forgot that. And he went on to tell those Barkley, Oakley, and, and Rashad the story I just told you guys. Yeah. But he said... And Gary didn't think I could play, and that's why Adidas didn't sign me. Oh, come so he on. stuck a dagger right in my come heart. Come on. He knew come exactly on. where he went to school, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never forget. Meanwhile, Never forget. he idolized David Thompson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I feel like stories like that are important because Jordan's got his own myth that he has clearly been interested in keeping going. But, you know, there's, there's, there's nuance to the story oh, that gets well, lost. I, I went from Adidas to Converse yeah. and was national basketball director of Converse in 1987. So Larry Bird, you know, how everybody ran their summer, camp, summer uh, league basketball right. charity game. So we were doing Larry Bird's in Indianapolis. And Magic and Bird and Jordan are all playing. Well, we're the sponsors, so I'm sitting at midcourt in Indianapolis. And they're shooting a free throw down at one end, and Jordan's down the other end at the top of the key with his hands on his pants, how he hold his pants down. And he sees me at midcourt, and he walks over to me and stands on the court, looks at his shoes, looks at me, looks at his shoes again, looks at me and says, big smile, Gary, just think what might have been. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like only I'm Jordan. Sure that. Jordan loves the knife. He loves to <laughs> stick the knife in you. <laughs> Gary, uh, we appreciate the time as always. Uh, we got uh, we got the Peach Bowl. We got the kickoff. It's great that the relationship with the ACC uh, continues. A little bit different look with Affleck. Important cause there. A lot of awareness. Uh, so thanks for the time as always, and best of luck this football season. Great to see you, and I can't believe I made it through an interview without Joe ripping me or coming up with some derogatory comment that might cause me to have a little uh, there's still time. There's still time. There's still time. I love a good Jordan story. But thank you, guys. I love, I love it when we check up on the checker upper, too. Uh, sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. Right? Like you said, there's the myth-making. You know, we got... Oh, it's like the Last Dance documentary. We, it drove us nuts. Mind you, we had nothing else to talk about in the pandemic while we are doing Sports Talk Radio. But, you know, the way... The way the Jordan documentary made the Never title lost game in the playoffs. Well, no, the title, no, the UNC title game. <laughs> oh where, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was the game he made a shot. shot. Was over. Well, well, there's actually a much more iconic moment that happened after that. <laughs> yeah. But not according to, to Last Dance. Nah, that shot did it. Well, never I, mind a way to worthy. How about but that was the shot? How about the movie where Sonny says, "Why well, knew right then that Michael was our guy." Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on. Maybe not. Oh, man. Maybe so not. We got that eye roll. We got that eye roll from Gary. Hey, man. Come we appreciate on. it. We appreciate hey, it. Great to see you guys. <laughs> Gary's got to write a book, man. Gary should write a book. Don't you think? You know how we've often tried to find the beginnings of NC State shit? Do you think Gary's and part of it? And some people say it's the travel, Chris Corciani. Some people say it's how they ran Valvano out. Yeah. 
You think it's that? Tell me an NC State grad, <laughs> a former NC State basketball player, working for Adidas, mm-hmm. having Michael Jordan on the cusp of a of a Jordan shoe for Adidas, then being told, nah, nah I'm good. Adidas doesn't have the money. Yeah. <laughs> After yeah. Jordan says, yeah, you're the one I want to go with. Yeah, Tell right. me that's not. The pinnacle of NC State shit. That might. Let's yeah. hope it's the pinnacle. That might be it. That that might be. <laughs> it. I didn't have the heart to say that to Gary because Gary's gone Gary, on to have an unbelievably successful an career, inc- incredible career, man. And he puts up with our crap. All right, let's get to some hey Joe questions before we say goodbye. Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. If you got any sort of hey Joe questions, use that hashtag on I don't know Twitter or whatever it's called now. We'll get to some hey Joe questions later on. In, uh, in the next couple of weeks from some YouTube comments. I'm looking at the YouTube comments. I love it. I'm a sicko. I told you we, we, we uh, were trained com- all those years not to look at the comments, now but we now are. that it's our show, yep. we got to do that. We absolutely are. All right, from Bull in the City, where did you all get beverages while in Charlotte for ACC Media Days? Did you go to Dives, Breweries? No. If it's free, it's me. So we went to the hospitality two nights in a row at the Kimpton at the at the, at the rooftop. crazy fancy. I will say, though, that I ended up at the local because I've been thinking of the name of that place forever because it was the New York Tavern during the original run of ACC basketball tournaments down there, like in 08 and 09. Yeah. And now it's called The Local. Okay. That's where I was on New Year's Eve with Jessica, or Christmas Eve. Nice. Jessica and the boys, the year we went to see the Panthers and the Bucks, nothing was open. I remember that. And that was the only place that was open. They have great wings. They have great uh, tater tots. Mm -hmm. But that's the only other place I went to pay for an actual drink. Yeah. On my dad's birthday, we went to a really nice restaurant called Custom Shop. Um, Basically, long family history. uh, Like my cousin's cousin's cousin is married to the owner chef. Ran into Ron Green Jr., of all people, while I was there. Nice. And I wanted to take my dad to the Thirsty Beaver after that. But at that point, he was done. He had too much wine. 70. Yeah, man. Well, look, <laughs> he, he, my dad actually shares the same birthday with Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger is 10 years older than him. So I told him, I'm like, well, go to the Beaver. if you want to be like Mick Jagger, we go to the Beaver and nobody knows who, who you are. You'll fit right in. Right? You've never been more like Mick Jagger in your life. In your life. You showed up to get a beer at this place and people don't care. That would have been the ultimate thing. But unfortunately, we never made it. All right. From Seth Jarvis Stan with Ajo's contract. Now is the time to say goodbye to less than $10 beers at PNC Arena, right? I mean, that was going in that direction regardless. The beers are not. That's not what's paying Ajo's salary. Wait, what? The, The beer is not paying Ajo's salary. You also know that was a team-friendly deal, right? It actually was. Yes, it was a team-friendly deal. Like if he gets to the market next year, oh, it would have been insane, right? But insane. Like we're talking twelve. Yes, yes. So they got his, they got term. That's what they were looking for, right? But they also, got his eight years. yes, they pay more for him now this year and next year. Yes. But come on, guys. But the, let me. Again, this was a good P- deal. This was not PSA. PSA. Beer oh, is not what no. pays for the contract. No TV. Is what pays say, for now, the contract. The problem that he would like to solve is, is the Bally. That's deal. the crucial thing for the future of the Carolina Hurricanes. Maybe they'll be on the CW. And all other NHL. I wish teams. I had some FU money to throw at them. And like, just for us just to start broadcasting those games. Oh, I've reached out to him. <laughs> I just keep tweeting at him. Like, hey, we got a hey, channel. We, 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 we can do this. We can do, I mean, just I'll flip on StreamYard. <laughs> I just need a guy. I just need a guy in the stadium. ACC network style. <laughs> the, the one 
standing cam. I'll get from the uh, end zone. I'll, shout out to Brian Floyd, right? <laughs> you know, hold on a second. Let me uh, let me stop sharing this thing. But given the number of youths that watch stuff on, yeah, you know, bootlegged on uh, Snapchat right. and everything else, like, right? We do it's it. Probably not yeah, a like, terrible sh- idea. Sh- shout out to Brian Floyd. He was like a Washington State guy. He had done a Photoshop of the Pac-12 statement. Statement from the Pac-12 conference. I'm trying, Jennifer. <laughs> I'm trying, Jennifer. That's that's the Pac-12 right now. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, man, by all means, if, if you want to do that, please reach out to me. All right. From Andrew on Twitter. Hey, Joe, longtime listener, longtime loser. I'm one, I'm, I'm one Android user and uh, I'm one of those outlaws that a doesn't use Twitter, but here he is on Twitter. I have an Android and I use Pandora of all the apps. How do I give you five stars and positive vibes while being an outlaw? You just, just. Just keep listening. I think that's how you do it. Too. That's how you do it. Yeah. And you tweeted at us. That's yeah. how you do it, though. Ultimately, just keep listening, man. That's all we can ask. And we'll close out on this uh, from Chris. Uh, Joe, what's Julia doing? <laughs> and congrats on making the Big 17. Shout out to the Cram Jam. Yeah, and here's, here's Joe, if you're watching on YouTube, applying his Icy Hot. If you watch us on YouTube, you see Joe applying Icy Hot all the time. So, Joe... <laughs> You don't, if you're not in the right chair, oh, you're on the struggle bus, especially on an all day event, yeah, like that. So, your neck was all jacked up, and you're just applying icy hot to the point where you know you're you're gonna burn your skin off, dude. Yeah, I I, I regularly do that. Okay, anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for today's. It's been a hell of a week. Thanks for everybody for listening. We'll see y'all next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.